So Germany is quite hesitant to effectively monetize. So they've got this long history of the Weimar Republic and what a, a disaster it was in terms of uh, inflation. And that is still uh, part of their psyche. Um, the, it, it's just hard to even imagine um, the inflation that took place. They went off the gold standard in 1914. Usually go off the gold standard when a war starts. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, the reparations were so um, dramatic that the only thing that they could do was to, is to, is to print and the Reichsmark um, became basically, uh, I heard a good story the other day because I'm working on a paper on gold, um, that people would be carrying around baskets of currency and people would dump the currency and just take the basket because the basket was worth more than the currency that was in it. It just such a such a nightmare. So that this idea of monetizing uh, the debt and the inflation that it would cause that is something that's just completely unacceptable um, to the average German. Even though inflation is fairly low right now, and given that there's not much economic growth, inflation probably over the the short term is not going to be that high. But just the idea of this monetization, the the specter of the Weimar Republic is really still fresh, even though it's a long time ago and very few people were actually even alive um, at that time uh, that are living today. So that's the number one thing. The number two thing is, is related to it in that it seems that, as I mentioned earlier, one of the main problems is this idea um, that Germans believe that there is going to be a transfer union. That the monetization is just a way to tax and the people that are paying the tax are the Germans. So it's like an indirect way to subsidize these countries that are way offside in terms of um, their kind of fiscal responsibility and, and that's uh, unacceptable. It's unacceptable and it was made very clear by the Constitutional Court uh, decision in, uh, in September of uh, 2011. So this is not something uh, that, that is allowed at this point. Now, I've looked through that decision pretty carefully. Actually, I've looked through the English version of it, um, which is not the greatest uh, translation in, in my opinion. Um, and, and what sort of wiggle room is available? And the way that I see it is that certain things could be done that don't deliver kind of a liability um, to the German people that is unspecified and of a very long-term nature. So I think what will happen is there'll be a focus not on Euro bonds, but on something more short term.
Think of it as a Ural bill. Now, if you really think about it, we've already got Ural bills. It's called the currency, right? Think of it as something that doesn't pay any interest. So I think it's a pretty simple step to go uh, and, and potentially issue something very short term with a limited horizon. Um, and, and I think that's one of the things that the ECB is actually uh, considering. Because there are a lot of imbalances in the system right now, uh, and it's, it's pretty well um, to a point where it's almost out of control. Uh, and, and, and some of the subtleties are, are very difficult um, to decode in, in terms of the internal workings of what's happening between banks uh, in Europe. The, the, the top line version of this is that it is very difficult to do business across banks in Europe right now because basically people don't know if that bank is going to be viable in the future. So you're going to do business with Sokgen, who is downgraded today, um, along with two other uh, French banks. You know, that's risky. So, so any sort of longer term sort of deals are, are at risk. So effectively, what, what is, is happening is maybe no surprise, um, these banks are trying to de deleverage. You know what the, um, the leverage ratio is right now in Europe? 29? That's way too high, given the risk that uh, they're facing. And um, the, the latest stress test, they have to find 115 billion euros by early 2012. And you know these stress tests are you know, very optimistic anyways. So it's not, it's not 115 billion euros. There's much more that they need. That, that's the optimistic version of it. So deleveraging, what does that mean? Well, um, it means making less loans. It means a credit crunch. And when you have a credit crunch, that means that companies, like regular non-financial companies, they can't get loans. Or it's very difficult to get a loan. You can't get a loan, you can't make investment. You can't make investment then you're not going to hire. And it's a negative drag on GDP. So, so I think that something has to happen. That's why the ECB, as I said earlier, is so important to this. That something has to happen on the monetary front to make sure that credit is flowing in Europe or you get this really bad situation where you're, you're in distress, but you have no growth. Without the growth, it's going to be very hard to climb out of this hole.